Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run. Running was an outlet for me to, I guess, feel good about myself and, and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life. Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back to Ireland. It's the final countdown, one week to the Antrim Coast Half Marathon. If last week's episode was all about the taper, this week it's all about getting your head right before your big race, wherever or whenever that might be. World champion, Olympic silver medalist and all-around legend Sonia Sullivan is here as always to give us the coaching we need and later in the show we will get our team captains Ashling and Neil to talk about their final weeks and how they've gone and what the sense is in the squad as we hit less than seven days to go. We'll also get race organiser James McElroy on the line to calm those pre-race nerves and fill us in on the Trojan work that he and his organising committee have been doing. But before all that, it has been a hell of a week, Sonia, for Irish athletics at the European Championships. It's not just Israel Olatundi and Kira McGinn. There's so many making breakthroughs and getting great championship experience, isn't there? There is. It's been some amazing results. And we're on the final day on Sunday here, just as we're recording. And um, yeah, it's hard to look back to last Monday and think, you know, the marathon when Fanula McCormick was finishing seventh and the Irish women were in fifth place and then Israel on Sunday making to the final and finish in sixth place and looking like, you know, he'd been there before. It mm. didn't seem like it was his first time. And backed up with Rashida Adelecki in the 400 metres, finishing in fifth place. We've had some great performances and the highlights um, so far is the silver medal um, with Kieran McGeehan. And we may have to do an update if we get some good results tonight with Mark English running in the 800 metres and a really good chance of a medal for him there. And um, we have Ephraim Giddy and Hiko Chinoso running in the 10,000 metres and Sarah Lavin in the women's metres um, hurdles. Hurdles, final. yeah. Or uh, semi-final person and hopefully final. Yeah, best of luck to Sarah Lavin. Of course, all of this will have played out by the time you listen to this. So hopefully we're celebrating next week on the show uh, about some more success. But it looks like you've had the crack all week, Sonia. You just, no running for you. Obviously, we mentioned last week, Sonia's had this recurring foot injury come back and rear its head again. But between yourself, Dervil, and Rob Heffernan, uh, you must have had just the best laugh looking at these championships and seeing these great results roll in. Yeah, we definitely, we have the best of both worlds here. You know, we get to watch the athletics like we're there and then we get to have a bit of um, <laughs> fun and activity time for us um, afterwards and, and sometimes before actually because we've been on late most evenings and uh, we've managed to link in a couple of times. I did go for a run with Rob a few times and then I felt like I needed to take a few days off. Um, so then we went to the gym a few times and Dervil put us through our paces. Myself and Rob were in there and we were trying to do everything as, as fast and as much as we could and Dervil came in and she slowed us down and then we were very sore the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not amazing that yeah, the the fast the tendency to go fast does extend to the gym. Was Dervil explaining that you know the same thing that you had to drill into me for twelve months, which is uh, actually slower is better? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we just wanted to get in there and feel like we were actually doing something. I suppose when you're an aerobic person and you're always out there doing aerobic work, then you feel like you've got to 
do it all together in the gym as well. Mm. And um, yeah, no, it was quite funny to do the very simple <laughs> exercises of, of squats. And what do we do? We did some reverse lunges. And yeah, I mean, it's always the case when you're in the gym, if you have somebody supervising you, watching over you, um, correcting you as you go, then mm. and you tend to do it properly. And then, of course, you do it better and you get the, the greater benefit for it. And greater greater pain the next day. But, yes, but the good, but, but good pain. Yeah, yeah, the good, the good stuff. I'd say you were feeling a bit of good pain after Constance Kloster having claimed the 5,000 metre gold. You had a couple of drinks to celebrate, Sonia. I know you don't like to, you never go over the top in these moments. But that had to be a very sweet moment after all the ups and downs of the year with her that we've got the chance to witness here. Oh, 100%. It, w- it was fantastic, you know, to see um, Coco get to take the win. I mean, you know, I was thinking, OK, she might might get a medal here. And then, you know, she was in a contention for the silver medal was seemed to be fairly secure for her with a few laps to go. But then she really raised the game. And, um, you know, I think the crowd in the stadium behind her it was, you know, the German crowd, her home country. Um, I think they definitely helped her over those last few laps and mm. to, to get her across the line in first place. It was like she was floating on air. It and was... she, I think she still is walking on air right now. It's a nonstop, like media and all sorts of stuff going on for her. But, you know, it, it's fantastic because I know, like, the hard work and everything that she puts in. She's had a couple of injuries and she just battles through them. And gets herself back out there again. So, you know, absolutely fantastic for her yeah. to win the, the European 5,000 metre championship. She really has a kind of steeliness that belies, uh, you know, her face. Like her face is that of like, <laughs> like she has a kiddie face. But Jesus, she is built out of steel. And that, as you say, that final lap where you could nearly coincide the volume of the crowd with her picking up the pace was a finish you said she hadn't done all year like this is actually this does relate to what we're about to go through next weekend in Larne because I'd imagine that we're going to be doing the opposite that we'll have the crowd cheering at the start of the race and we'll have to resist that urge to kind of have them buoy us up how how do you do that is it a question of shutting them out or is what would be your advice there um, well, no, I mean, it's great to feel the energy of the crowd and to it gives you a boost. It's an adrenaline rush. Um, so all of a sudden, you know, hard running feels easy. So it's no harm to take that all in at the start. But then you just have to balance your effort and spread your effort throughout the whole race. So you may start off pretty fast for the first, you know, 800 meters, one kilometer. But then once you check the pace that you're going, you have to be mature enough <laughs> to rein it in and say, okay, I, you know, maybe, you know, in some magical world, I would keep going at this one <laughs> pace here and run faster than, you know, impossibly predicted. <laughs> um, but, you know, you just have to be sensible and you have mm. to rein it in and, you know, take, um, take charge of, your, you know, the pace that you're going, the ability that you have and wanting to finish in in good shape you you really do want to enjoy those last few miles and and feel strong and the the best feeling is to be passing people the last few miles yeah because there will be definitely people out there making mistakes and going too fast and getting carried away and is you know it, it it's good fun to do that while it lasts but if you can't 
overcome it and keep pr- pushing on, then it, it's better to take it easy at some point. And to, yeah, you just have to be sensible and go the pace that you know you can do. Mm. And then, you know, if you if you can and you're able to pick it up in those last few miles and kilometers, then work away and, you know, really go for it. Mm. And, and that's when that's when you really have a bit of fun, when when you can when you've saved a bit of energy and then you can actually you know, finish strong and finish fast and, you know, then use up everything you've got. God, I am really looking forward to it. I have a ton of questions around the final day, the final day leading up and the week ahead that you've sent the plan out to the squad. Of course, as I remind people every week, this is a full half marathon training plan that Sonia has devised for listeners of all abilities. If you're just coming to the podcast now, it is important to point out that we have members of our squad that Sonia has been coaching who run all different times, are all different body shapes and all different experience levels. But that's the genius of the plan. If you want to experience what we've experienced and what Coco has experienced, you can join up on patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad and simply go back and get the entire half marathon uh, plan from Sonia Sullivan right there in each week's episode notes. I know two other people that have an awful lot of questions for you, Sonia. It's our team captains, Neil Fusco and Ashling de Maison. Let's dial them in on the lifeline. Talk to Jar on eighteen fifty seven one five eight one five. Good afternoon to you, Neil and Ashling. It is it hard to believe that this is the final week. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Turn on. Yeah, I'm really sad that it's all coming to an end. Like, actually, the, I'm excited for race day, but it it a symbol of the end of the training, which is actually really sad because it's been amazing. Mm. You know, Neil, uh, I'm literally just back from my long run, Sonia, this Sunday with listener Kevin Devine out here. He showed me around the hills of Tara. Uh, There's more than there's more than one, it turns out. And he took me for my long run and he pointed out that the day is the bookmark at the end. But the actual half marathon is the training that we've done over the 10 weeks, which was a very philosophical thing for Kevin to come out with on a Sunday morning that I wasn't expecting. But it is so true. Do you feel that way, uh, Neil, or is your head still in that I'm going to break one hour 30 for this? Oh, I'm not going to break one hour 30. I've given up on that one. Yeah, you're right. It was a pretty unsuccessful 10 day period where I just wasn't getting, felt like I was regressing and just, I'm just kind of, I got mentally past that now. I was kind of just, just enjoying running again. Now that, mm. now that my, my calf has stopped playing silly buggers, I'm just yeah. enjoying running again, enjoying, enjoying training. And that's the thing. If you enjoy the training, the race takes care of itself. Yeah. But you spend a lot more time training than you do racing. Yeah. Sonia, what do, you, what do you think of that, first of all, what Kevin said, and how we can kind of, like I said at the top of the show, turn the dial in our heads towards having the most positive outlook, even when quite a few of us will have felt what Neil has described. I felt like trash the last 10 days. Don't know why, but I need your help, Sonia. How do I how do I click my head into the right headspace? Well, I think, you know, I think we, we have all worked hard and done Covered like all areas of running from the long runs to the faster runs, different pace runs, easy runs, recovery runs. And so we've ticked all the boxes along the way. So we have all the pieces of the puzzle. So now we just have to try and put them together. 
And, you know, I think you have to have a plan going into the race and you really have to have a plan that you believe will work for you. And um, I think, you know, for a number of people, the original plan they have or the original goals and targets, maybe, you know, they've been adjusted at this stage, like Neil was saying. And, you know, as tempting as it is to go out there and to be all excited and really go for it, it's better, I think, to kind of stick to something that you think you can definitely achieve. I think over, particularly over half marathon, it will definitely feel easy for the first half, but you've got to remember it's two, two 10Ks back to back mm. and a little bit extra. So there will come a point in the race where you're running along and you're thinking, oh my God, I've got a whole other 10K to go. <laughs> this is great coaching right now. Keep or going. I need this. I need this in my mind. But, but like these thoughts will definitely go through your head. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be able to put it in perspective and say, it's okay. I've, I've run this far before. I've covered the distance. I haven't started too fast. So I should be able to manage this. And you just have to, you know, there will be, there could be waves of bad patches coming along as you're running along. And when these waves come along, you've just got to ride them and you've got to, maybe you might have to slow down. If there's a little bit of a hill, um, hopefully there's the wind at your back and there's more downhill than uphill, then you have to go with the flow. And, you know, if there's advantages to be taken, then take them. But I think the most important thing is to, you know, if you have to adjust the pace along the way, adjust it. If you have to dial it back, do that and, and, you know, just get through it and then, you might get back onto your pace that you want to be going again, but you have to adjust and adapt as you go and, you know, try not to be looking around and too worried or absorbed in what other people around you are doing. Mm. Well, Ashley and Neil have been great examples to so many people in the squad and so many people who aren't in the squad who are just training away and, you know, maybe have a half along the horizon because both stories, both narratives for the two of you have gone completely different ways. Ashling, your pace has gone through the roof. Your fitness is just a marvel to watch it tick up as each week goes by. I even looked at your pace for today's long run and I was like, holy moly, this obviously is something that you must be enjoying and marveling at yourself. But does it come with a certain amount of anxiety, Ashling, when you're heading to race day and going, well, how fast exactly? What is my pace? What is my target here? I spend my whole time going, what is my pace again? (laughs) Uh, Anxiety, no. Um, I think every time I go out, I just, you know, like change things around because I don't really... I'm not, I'm not Neil Fusco. I'm not like, I don't <laughs> focus on my data and I'm not uh, fully <laughs> into it at all. Mm. So maybe that's a good thing to be a little bit oblivious. <laughs> um, I did a 5k on um, Saturday at 23.11 and I was really chuffed at the end of it because I'd done it the week before and it was 23.54 and I'm kind of like, okay, it's good. But mm. it was just the guy that was beside me so I was trying to keep up with him uh, so really there's nothing technical uh, I'm not anxious but I suppose I'm kind of thinking to myself I know my pace now and I'd love to give it a good burst at the end and I'm not sure exactly when is the best time to do that like the last 4k the last 3k so questions like that are in my mind that I don't burst too soon and then not have wind and not have anything left at the end but um 
no, I'm I'm just excited to meet everyone. Like, yeah. I, like I know everyone, and I can't wait to to meet them in person. And I'm like, are they tall? Are they smaller? Where are they from? You know, all these <laughs> things. Like, I, I want to wear the singlet. I want to have the crack. Um, so yeah, I'm really buzzing for it, but sad that it's ending. But uh, excited that the, the that day and everything that's going to be with it and the after party and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, Ashling, you put it really well, and I definitely have a lot of a lot of those emotions. But I know someone that can answer the question of when should I go for it? Like when is when does that point arrive? Someone who knows the course better than anyone. It's James McElroy, the race organizer, former international athlete and middle distance runner. He uh, has represented his country on many occasions, world indoor championships and the whole lot. He's even received a British Empire medal for services to Northern Ireland. And he's putting on a hell of a race up here in Larne. And it's the race that Sonia picked that would be perfect for us. A fast half marathon. Let's get him on the live line now and ask him these kind of questions. James McElroy, how brilliant is it to have the man behind the Antrim Coast Half Marathon right here on the show? First of all, James, thank you so much for organising this race. We are all so excited for it. I'd imagine you are too. Yeah, no, don't let don't let my wife hear you, Ruth, say that. But I'm the man behind it all. <laughs> she's sitting with a photographer in the next room as we speak. But yeah, it's uh, it, uh, it's all it's all starting to click into place. Hopefully for. Uh, for Sunday, so it's um, I was uh, I'm doing the the daily weather checks now, so yes. it's uh, it's all systems go. Well, that's my first question. How much is weather a factor in this race, James? And how uh, likely are we to be battered with winds <laughs> like the runners in the Phoenix Park were on Saturday? Well, it's it's actually looking it's looking the same as last year, uh, where we we had an unaf- an unratified world record, so I think. As a coastal, with the first four miles are around the town, and then the the next eight miles are out the the Antrim Causeway coast. So it's the start of that UNESCO heritage site that goes out to mm. the Giants Causeway, which is pretty nice. Um, it's essentially flat, but any wind, whatever there is, you're going to get it one way. And it looks like, and again, it can change every three minutes, but it looks like you'll be having it on your back the last five miles, which <laughs> is all you can ask for. So I'd expect you, Jarlath, to be going about 30 miles an hour during that last five miles. <laughs> well, Sonia, I said it to you on Twitter. The Constance Closter half and wins gold in the 5,000. I assume I'm going to win this thing with your coaching behind me. <laughs> have you ever have you ever run this race, Sonia? You've not been up to this. No, I haven't run the race. Um, I've watched it on live streams. I've followed it the last couple of years. I've been to the Giants Causeway one time, so it's it's a lovely part of the country. It's great up there. But the day I was up there, it was freezing cold. <laughs> so hopefully uh, it sounds like um, you're going to have a, a perfect day again. It's, it's brilliant. So Ashling asked uh, James, when's the best time to to go for it once you've gotten through? Well, Sonia was saying that there will come a point where you think to yourself, oh, Lord, I have to do another 10 kilometers or 11 no, kilometers. I, I, Honestly, Ashley, I don't. I don't think there will be, um, and it's easy saying that because I'll be co- on the commentary board, so I won't be. Uh, I won't be running it. It's a, essentially a very flat course, so it's it's just within the legal tolerance. So there's a depression of twenty meters from from start to finish, and that last part of the course is at seven kilometers. So as soon as you get past that seven kilometers, it's actually the start of the coastal road. So you go out the coast road, you go around Bally Galley, 
uh, where there'll be a, a fair bit of energy, and then you're, you've got five miles home. Um, wow. it, it is stunning views. You've, you've Scotland 12 miles on the right, you know, the, the Mullican Tire. Um, you've got 100 metre cliffs on the left, which gives you, it does give you a bit of shelter. And then there's, I've, I've filled the course this year with jazz bands and uh, friendship bands and Downshire brass bands. So there's so many bands on the course, you'll be, you'll be humming tunes the whole way around. And hope- <laughs> <laughs> this sounds absolutely amazing. I don't know, uh, do you guys want to jump in with any questions you might have? Because we've been through everything, James. We've talked about toilet breaks last week and the concern that what if I have to do that? Is there anything, Neil or Ashling, that is uh, on your mind in terms of the X factors that you kind of can't know until you lay feet on these courses? I was curious actually about... Um uh, is it is it very windy at the start in, in the town? It's essentially um, just due to the numbers. We've we've tweaked the start to the main race this year, which will which will coincide with the the elite race. It'll all be one next year. We just split the two, but effectively the first, I would say the first kilometer, the first two kilometers is quite windy. Well, it's not quite windy. You've got a couple of sharp turns, and then um, you you'll go up you'll go up the main street, and then. Uh, you go up Lord Town Street, and then it's effectively you you come back on yourself and you're you're out the coast road. So, um, it's it's definitely the slower part of the course. However, the first section is it's it's certainly not uphill. It's at least flat or downhill. So, it's it's um, I think five to seven k is your is your hilly bit, which is a slight incline coming out of the town, and then it's essentially either flat or downhill. Mm, wow. But don't worry, do not worry about hills. I mean, if you worry about hills in this course, you're, you don't need to worry about them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> well, my worry is this, and I don't know if uh, Ashley or Neil have had this, but I don't have my number yet. <laughs> and I feel like, has everybody else got it? Did I not read an email? But it is on my mind. Like, I'll, I'll sit up, bolt upright in bed, James, and I'll go, I haven't got my number. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't, we, um, you know what, Jarth, I can't even remember. Did, I, did we, did, did I give you a, a, a discount code or did we know it? No, how did you, James, how did you, I paid how did full you whack, James. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit awkward. Um, firstly, don't worry. If, right. it, if if you didn't receive it, you'll get it all the day. That's the first thing I need to say. Great. But they were sent out in either three or four batches. Mm-hmm. So, um uh, the Northern Ireland ones were sent out, and then the the rest of Ireland was sent out, and then uh, mainland UK was sent out, and then the the rest of the world and the late entries were collecting on the day. So um, there is definitely the facility to get it, but because it was they've been released in four batches, you may just not have received it yet. So it's it uh, it may be coming this week, but again. As we're on the podcast, I'll be definitely checking that up immediately after this. <laughs> well, <laughs> so, well, Sonia, I think it is good. So, so, Jared, no. yeah. are you sure you put the right address in? I, yeah, I you see, this is the thing, James. <laughs> no, I, I emigrated <laughs> from uh, England <laughs> back to Ireland during my 10-week training block. So who knows? Maybe the new resident of my home over in St. Albans <laughs> will be lining up in Larne <laughs> under talking, my name. Well, I was talking to a few of the Irish runners and in the in Republic and none of us got our numbers so yeah they're okay. all the same boat super better than right yeah yeah so i think i think they were well the the ones in northern ireland were sent or, or the north were sent out earlier they were sent um although they should have been out they should have been sent out last week but 
we will check that. Mm. So don't, yeah, well, don't worry. Look, the, the number one piece of information here, James, and I'm really glad I asked the question. And Neil, thanks for that, is that other people must have been waking up worrying about this. But James is saying, do not worry about it. It will be sorted. Now, with that in mind, though, James, and I want to put this question to Sonia. For some people, this is their first ever race. They are doing this and they have had you, Sonia, hold them by the hand and lead them through it every step of the way. Hold them by their hand again here and give us an idea of what both between you and James would be the right amount of time to allow yourself pre-race to arrive, get bib, pin things on uh, and do what you need to do before you line up. What, what time is the race starting at? The race is starting at 11. So the, the, oh, the right. oh, well, that's plenty time for people um, to have, you know, there's, there's room to move around in the morning. It's not too early. Mm. So then I would say, get there as early as you can. <laughs> Give <laughs> well, yourself I, can I just come in there, Sonia? The, the road closures will be from, from eight o'clock. Um, now, there is, there's, there's quite a lot of buses coming from Belfast and Dublin, but the, the road closures will be in, enforced for, from eight. Um, but again, the car the car parking is within one mile or half a mile of the the, the venue and um, or sorry the start venue, and where you collect your bibs for the entry or for people that didn't receive it is approximately three hundred meters from the start, um, and then you need to be in your te- your pen by ten thirty because there's quite a lot going on at the start with flares going up in lifeboats and brass bands and 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 so. Um, we're asking everybody to be in sort of well in advance of the start. Mm, okay, well, look, these, these, James, it's so good that you jumped on. I know that you've got a million other things to be doing, but this is not a Sunday with the feet up and the papers for you. This is very much a working day. So thank you so much on behalf of everybody listening to this, myself, Sonia, Neil and Ashling, for taking the time to jump on and talk about some logistics. Is there anything you want to say to people listening now heading up before you head off? Yeah, I just, well, firstly, thanks everyone for, for jumping jumping up to this little part of Ireland in the northeast. Sonia, hopefully we'll get you next year because I know Joe Pavey and Gemma Steele are, are two of our pacers in the main race, so it'd be great to get you and maybe Katrina next year. Um, yes, so that's definitely that'd be a, great. <laughs> we'd, love, we'd love you there. We think, firstly, everyone tune in. It starts at 8.45, coverage on, on BBC iPlayer or the red button. Um, and as, as I said, you know, Downshire Brass, there's a 28-piece brass band warming you up for, for an hour on stage. And then we've got um, a pipe band, the bagpipers, the Scottish bagpipers playing everyone out to the start. The RNL lifeboat will be sending up a flare to start the race. So there will be a lot of, there'll be a lot of visuals to get you excited right at the start. And then it's, well, then unfortunately it's over to you, but uh, it's, uh, there'll be a good celebration at the end as well. So. Um, really, really looking forward to that celebration. You've got a great area of trucks and all sorts of bits and pieces. Yeah. And that is where I guess the after party will take place. If you're coming up, I know plenty of people are just coming up to cheer on the Irishman running abroad uh, team. So do join us there where the food vans are on that pitch. You've put a brilliant video out, James, kind of running people through the course. If this hasn't been enough for you, there is a brilliant YouTube video uh, on the Antrim Coast Half Marathon YouTube channel that will guide you around literally each and every street and each and every turn of this thing. It's been such a joy to prepare for this, James. Can't wait to meet you in person next weekend. Thank you so much. Perfect, guys. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll catch up next week, but uh, have a great one. Will do. Will do. Thanks okay, a lot, James. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Cheers, Take guys. Care. Bye. 
So that's James McElroy from the Antrim Coast Half Marathon Organising Committee. His wife is definitely heavily involved. Let's give her a shout out. Come on over to patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad to get the second half of our discussion as we get into a bit more of the nitty gritty. More questions from Neil and Ashley. We'll get Sonia's tip of the week, a crucial week for a tip of the week from Sonia. We'll also go through the plan for this week, the final week of our preparation the only way to get it is by supporting our show on patreon.com forward slash irishmanabroad. One of the keys to like maintaining your brain mass is pushing past that comfortable zone physically, you know, exercise wise. Imagine, you know, a world where everybody could go out the door and engage in the kind of exercise that's going to make them more relaxed, more healthy, burn off stress. 